Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to episode three of Radwell Automation Nation. In this podcast, we're touching on a topic that transcends the manufacturing industry and applies to so many aspects of business and life. We thought it would be an interesting topic to discuss because on some level, it probably touches every human in some way. The topic is, what makes a good leader? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a leader is defined as a person who leads. But what does it mean to lead? Leadership roles apply to all different types of scenarios. There are leaders and followers in just about every setting where there are groups of people. Even in social situations, there tend to be leaders and followers. For the purpose of this discussion, let's discuss leadership within a business setting. John C. Maxwell said, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. According to this quote, a leader has knowledge and experience, does what he or she says they will, leads by example, and teaches others to increase their knowledge. So what is an example of a leader? You've known that fits that quote. Hmm, that's an interesting question. I feel like I've had a lot of leaders that have um, that have fit that quote. What about you? Have you worked with a lot of leaders that kind of like the good ones really fit that description? Don't you think? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Certainly, uh, I've had a few over the years, mostly here with Radwell because I've been with the company going on fourteen years now. But I think back to when I've really got my professional career started. Believe it or not, it was in car sales. And I had a manager at the time uh, really took me under his wing. Everything he taught, he, he preached, he did himself. Uh, and he allowed me to, to work with him outside of work. And I got a, an opportunity to know him personally, much like the, some of the leaders here. I get an opportunity outside of work to see them, how they operate around their families, how they operate in life in, in general. It, it's fantastic. It's interesting. As a young manager, I had a similar experience. I um, was not in car sales. I was in the restaurant business and I worked for my first district manager was um, Joe. His name was, he seemed so mature and so grown up. I was 22 years old at the time. And I think Joe was like 26. So he wasn't even really old enough to be as mature and grown up as he was. And he also was someone who took me under his wing. He believed in me before I believed in me which I think is another thing that you know leaders can do. They see through people. They see the potential in everything. Allowing people to contribute and empowering them to contribute is, is key there. The one thing about Joe that was interesting is I remember him asking me what I was afraid of. And I said, I'm afraid to fail. And he said, then don't fail. And I thought that was interesting. I mean, for a 26-year-old manager to say that to their, their mentee, that's that's pretty profound. It was profound to me as a 22-year-old. 20, well, that's certainly a mindset he has. Definitely. And what that taught me was to have a set of standards that allowed me not to fail, to plan not to fail. Planning is the key word. Planning is the key word. <laughs> yeah, Brian Radwell has said it for years, failure is not an option. It's actually a quote that we have in the building here. And certainly that's how I lead. Um, it's not an option. However, through failure is how you grow. It is how you grow. It's, it's, it's interesting you said that about Brian because I have had a conversation with Brian and it was on camera, believe it or not, where I asked him, you know, I, I admire his story and how he's come up, you know, over the last 40 years, how he grew this company into what it is. And I said to him, how 
did you not fear failing? It's interesting because there's a couple of there's a couple of facets like the perfect storm that have to occur. One, my age. Two, the fact that I was uh, grew up uh, very tight on money, and had two older brothers in college, and my father was struggling, and he was the nicest man in the world, and he didn't want to let anybody down. So I had to take responsibility for myself at an early age. So by 15 years old, I was already working two jobs, one with my dad as a shipper for the company he worked for, which was small, uh, just five people, and then uh, uh, pumping gas till midnight every day going through school. The, the whole reason why I did that at 15 years old was because they, he, he couldn't ha handle the stress of taking care as much as he had to take care of, and I did not want to be any stress to him. So then my father got sick to answer your question. So once he got sick on his deathbed, I asked him, they were reading him his last rites three times in his lifetime. The first time, I was 18 years old, and they were reading him his last rites, and they, he had 24 hours in this quasi could die uh, thing when you have a massive heart attack. And they said it's likely he won't come through the 24 hours. So I was talking to him obviously crushed, and I had told him, then I asked him if we had any insurance or anything, because at 18 you really don't know. And you find out you don't have anything, not even enough to get him buried. So, you know, at that time at 18, we had just started uh, Spec Industrial Radwell as, as our ownership. And I was 18, and he was gone from me for six months because he did live through that. But on that time, sitting there with him, I had said to him that, um, you know, Dad, whatever happens here, I'll take care of it. I'll step in, make sure my brothers are okay, my sister's okay, and mom is okay. So, so that, you made a promise. I made a promise that I wouldn't fail. That's a leader too. You know, the ability to see who, who relies on you and, and make the adjustments so that the people who rely on you are taken care of. Obviously for Radwell, he's the ultimate leader, but I think leaders in general that I've dealt with with different companies, uh, Brian stands out. One, because of that, but it's the culture that was created many, many years ago. You know, I started with the company when there were, were just about 200 people on board. You know, now we're a thousand worldwide. And the culture that was created from my leaders at the time allowed me to be empowered, allowed me to contribute and made me want to work harder. And through that, started to understand those roles as a leader and how to pass that on to, you know, my staff, certainly. I think another good quality for leaders, we talked about planning and being prepared, but also teaching your people to plan and be prepared and think ahead and not just react, but to be proactive. I think leaders are, leaders are generally proactive. Uh, 100%. I mean, there's an old saying, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. And I had a leader at, at, at Radwell that, that taught me that. It's no longer with the company. And I've applied that to any project I've worked on. And I'm proud to say that every project that we've led uh, has been a success so far. That thus, thus far, it has not had failure attached to it. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen in the future. But taking that mindset, properly preparing, being proactive and looking out for anything that could affect that project and planning for it is key. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think vision is also a quality that um, good leaders have. I mean, a manager a manager can be a leader, but I think sometimes managers are managers and leaders are, are leaders. Um, and vision, having being able to see 10 steps ahead, being able to, to be able, envision what 10 steps ahead looks like is very different than 
executing on someone else's plan. Absolutely. It's like being an artist. One of my mentors coming through the ranks as a young manager also um, was someone who taught me a valuable lesson. Manage people, not things. Leaders look at people. They don't look at just things. They look at the whole picture, but they definitely focus on people. And when you manage people and not things, you're much more successful than when you manage things. You might get results managing things, but people make things happen. So if you manage people, things will happen. Good things will happen. Another piece of it is understanding what you don't know and being able to identify with that. Also being able to understand the resources that are surrounding you, your people, like, like you just mentioned. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone has a different insight. Everyone has a different experience, something else to bring to the table. And as a leader, being able to pull all of that together, boil it down, ultimately make a decision, and then stand behind it is, is key. Definitely. Um, I think leaders are not afraid to think outside of existing parameters. And I'm laughing a little bit because I think Brian Radwell fits this bill very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Successfully, though, um, when you can get outside of existing parameters and not let the walls dictate where you're going to go, but you dictate where the walls go, that's a leader. For sure. You know, through times like this COVID situation, you need to think that way in order for us all to continue to you know, plow forward. And you know, dare I say, because it's not over and, and, and we don't know what the summer's going to bring, we may have bridged that gap by being creative, thinking outside of the box and finding other ways to, you know, really generate revenue, but, but help out. I mean, how many, how many items of PPE did we donate? Oh, a ton, a ton. It's remarkable. It is. It really is. And it's all from being able to have vision and think ahead. That segues to something else that I think a good leader possesses. And I think you'll agree with me, Rob. Being able to pivot quickly is key. 100%. That's something that Brian Radwell, out of all the leaders that I've worked with, Brian Radwell is probably at the top of the list on being able to pivot quickly. Oh, for sure. And the PPE example is a good one. Um, It is a good one. It's timely. But I mean, the key there was if if there's stock, we're going to buy it. We're going to have it in stock. Therefore, we're going to sell it. And and you're going to come to us because we can guarantee we can fulfill that. And that is pivoting on a dime. There is sometimes a perception that to be a good leader, you need to be tough, aggressive, and strict. Are good leaders always tough individuals? Is it possible to be a good leader and not be tough or aggressive? What do you think? The leaders I've worked for have all been very, um, I guess tough is a good word. Uh, They weren't unreasonable. They were definitely people focused, but they were definitely firm about what they wanted. I'm going to use one leader in particular, Jack, as an example. So Jack expected constant preparation. Once a week, I needed to go into Jack's office and recap my region and what was happening and what I was managing with regards to the people who reported to me. Jack gave me one mulligan, and he would give you one mulligan, one chance to mess up, not be prepared. But the next time you walked in the office, you better be prepared every time. And don't overlook the impact of simple things. If there's cobwebs in the corner of the ceiling, your people might not say anything, but they would now think that that was a standard to have cobwebs in a corner of the ceiling. So clean the cobwebs, make sure your, your facility is pristine, and then... Moving forward, everyone will meet that expectation. So you hit the key, fair but firm. Absolutely have to be fair, have to be reasonable, um, have to listen 
for sure. Um, but to your point, you need to you need to uphold the rules. And and we're, this is a business at the end of the day. And good leaders are going to make sure everyone's rowing in the same direction. You gave an example. I, I, the, the the gentleman that was my leader in in car sales. Um, <laughs> it, it not very professional, really, when you look at it. But uh, if we wore suits regularly. And if you didn't have stays in your collar and your suit, you didn't have an undershirt on, he would pull you up in front of everybody and, and tear you apart. But one thing you learned is everything needed to be tight. The other thing about good leaders, speaking of what you're saying, is when you are called to the carpet on something, you don't mess up the same thing twice. At least in my experiences, when something was presented to me in a way that was strict and you know this is the standard and this needs to happen, Moving forward, that was the standard and that's what happened. As long as I was given a reason, I was also one of those people who needed to understand. Don't just blindly tell me I need to follow you. I need to understand why you're doing what you're doing. And when I, had, when I was given an explanation, after that I was good. I could uphold whatever you wanted me to. So as a leader in those situations, the one thing I look for in, 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 in my staff certainly is accountability. So you've done something wrong. We're make, we're having a conversation. We're making a correction. Do you own up to it? And if so, I can work with that all day long. Don't want finger pointing. Don't want excuses. Uh, and I can tell you, Brian, as a leader, doesn't want any of that as well. No, I used to tell my people, if you own it, you can fix it. If it's someone else's problem, you have no control. So do you want to control your destiny or do you want someone else to control it? Here's another good quote. Leadership is about being of service to others, not being served by others. Be a mentor, not a boss. New managers often don't realize what leadership is. They think that leadership is being a boss and is led by ego, when in fact the opposite is true. Good leaders aren't there to take credit. Good leaders are there to give credit. It's a giving role, not a taking role. A boss isn't a giver, and usually they aren't great mentors because their ego or insecurities often get in the way. In business, you can't lead people effectively if you are always looking over your shoulder because you aren't confident enough to lead those who are potential leaders. What are the most important qualities for a leader to possess in order to be most effective? It's a good question. It is a good question. I would say the ability to have vision and that internal roadmap to be able to see the path and show others the path. Yeah, being able to, to manage through change and, and, and lead people, persuade them to work towards the common goal. Uh, persuasion is a big part of, of being a leader for sure. I think so too, but I think persuasion in a way that um, helps them understand what the goal is and helps them see the vision, not persuasion where they blindly follow because you're the leader and they're the follower. That I don't agree with. And I'm glad you expanded on that because that's, that's exactly it. And that's how you gain buy-in. It's also how you manage through change. And, and you know, COVID is, is the most timely example of that. A lot's changed. We're asking a lot of people to do a lot more than they're used to doing, but why? You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to earn a paycheck. We're trying to make sure our customers are taken care of when they come back online. We're all affected by this, and we all need to lean on each other and work together to get to the other side. And everything else in between and all of the learning opportunities that have come from this. I also think, um, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but a true leader is not about ego. I find that ego has been a big prevalent thing that's come up in leadership as we've looked at the media with the COVID situation. Everything has been driven so much by ego. And I think at the end of the day, when you're leading people, 
or you're leading an organization, you're leading people. Regardless of what you're leading, you're leading people. And it should be about humanity, not ego. And that's a hard one for a lot of people. You know, a leader is the least important person in the room because if you develop your people the right way and you teach them how to think through situations, they don't need to need you. Right. You should be able to make yourself become redundant. Yes. It's tough for people to do that, though, because in organizations today, a lot of times when you make yourself, when you replace yourself, in a sense, you are then replaceable. And that's really scary for people. But if you're a confident leader and you're a good leader, nobody's replacing you. Right. You know, it comes down to being vulnerable. That, that, uh, being vulnerable is a tough one. So, you know, being able to say, I'm sorry, being able to say thank you, um, being able to recognize others' contributions um, is, is a big piece of that. And it's, it's, it's tough for a lot of leaders at times and people in charge to say, you know what, I'm sorry, but it's important. It is really important. And I think, uh, you know, I would be neglectful if I did not mention that I think a lot of the list we've talked about, you are a reflection of. I've watched how you lead your people. I've watched how you interact with people. And I've spoken to your people about how you lead. And it's interesting. I, you probably don't think about this very often, but you're a great example of everything we've spoken about. And you are leading one of our branches. I definitely, I appreciate the kind words. Certainly. I don't think about that often. Um, and I, I, I would hope that, you know, my people feel that way. And I think that they do for the most part, um, try, you, you, you try to stay humble and you try to do the right things by your people. You know, I've, I've learned a lot over the years, uh, certainly appreciate that feedback, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to ever really buy into it too much. Right. I've always kind of looked at it like, uh, uh you can always improve both personally and professionally. And I think that's another key to a good leader is, is, is knowing that you've got to constantly develop yourself inside and outside of the office. Very true. I think you nailed one of the most important qualities um, for a leader, and that's being humble, because there is always room for growth and improvement and change and learning and everything that goes into being a good leader. For sure. And if I think about your comments, and, and again, greatly appreciated, but uh uh, really, that that's that's Brian Radwell's vision, right? When I started with this company years and years ago, I was in the IT field and did all of my studies and, and, and certifications in IT. And he took an IT guy and gave him the first U.S. branch to go and run. And I think we've done a great job. I think we've been successful. We've been, built a strong team, but we've got a lot more to do. Um, Radwell, Indiana isn't what it's going to be, but we're building a great base internally and a great staff that we can build that as we move forward. Radwell, Indiana, like most Radwell locations, is very unique. And that's the interesting thing, too. We all have the same culture that we we kind of, you know, spurred from, um, grew out of. But they're all unique situations and unique locations. And that's um, that's interesting in and of itself. And I like how you said Brian Radwell took an IT guy. <laughs> At the end of the day, the IT role was your manager role. But the leadership part is all about you as a person. And that's the difference. See, I've managed in multiple situations in multiple industries. The leadership part is never about my manager role. Manager roles are about tasks, getting things done, accomplishing specific goals. But the leadership portion that ties into it has to do with you as a person. Yeah, that makes sense. And you can be humble about it, and that's great because leaders, good leaders are, but I'm still giving you kudos anyway. <laughs> 
Well, hey, you know, I appreciate that. And I do look at things from my past, obviously, to to continue developing going forward. And if I had to choose the biggest success of my career thus far, um, and I, I'm in a new piece of that now, when I moved from that IT management position to the branch manager position and moved 750 miles west, every single one of my guys moved up into, a, into another position. They all moved right on up and they're all still with the company today. And I, I, I look at that as a, as a form of leadership and you know great success. It definitely is. And that's a very strong team. I think it's one of, um, one of the most stellar departments here at Radwell is our, um, our IT presence. So great group. Very much so. So Julie, if I can, uh, we need to then talk about another leader in that case, John Janther. Uh, I had the privilege to work for him for a few years before moving out here. He's been a great supporter of mine all along the way. But you want to talk about a cool cucumber under pressure? I've never seen anybody handle it better than John. And he's he's built that team to what it is today. And he, he deserves you know all the credit for that. I would agree with that. I, he's definitely someone that is very, very productive to work with. You always get the information you need, good communication, um, very good under pressure. And just um, an interesting person to work with overall. And in fact, um, our listeners will get to meet him in our next episode when we discuss cybersecurity. Yeah, that should be a good one. That should be a good one. And of course, our listeners will also get to meet Brian Radwell in the future, hopefully. Right. We're working we'll, on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll persuade him into, uh, into doing it for us. <laughs> we will definitely persuade him. <laughs> in summary, a good leader is someone that can be counted on. It is an individual that instills trust and is able to show a path that others might not see without guidance. What kind of leaders have impacted your business life? Tell us about them by reaching out via email. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for joining us for Episode 3 of Radwell Automation Nation. Until next time. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. Thanks for joining us.